Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today is the Sunday after Easter Sunday, that Sunday when all curates, assistants, and associate priests get to preach. And as such, I have preached almost every single Sunday after Easter Sunday since I was in field education in seminary. So you think that I'd have no choice but to stand up here and preach again, but no, no, Believe me when I say, I love this Sunday. I love preaching on this Sunday, which is not just the Sunday after Easter Sunday, but the second Sunday of Easter. The second in this great 50-day season of joyful celebration. I love this day because I love the story also of Thomas. And don't you doubt it. It is because of this story that Thomas has earned himself for all eternity the moniker Doubting Thomas. Talk about being defined by your worst moment. Imagine not only people remembering your low point, but making an example out of your failure for hundreds and thousands of years. That's Thomas. Not very fair. But consider how it all unfolded, and maybe we can cut him a little slack. Imagine for a moment if someone told you something so good, you just couldn't believe it. What if I told you, for example, that in a few years, your dream of Becoming a famous celebrity would come true. What if I told you that tomorrow someone would deposit a billion dollars in your bank account? No strings attached. Or maybe least likely of all, what if I told you that Carolina would win the NCAA championship next season? All seem improbable, if not impossible. But suppose I told you that God came to earth in human form, lived and taught among us, died for us, and defeated death so that you and I can share in eternal life. That, too, seems a bit far-fetched, improbable, if not impossible. Because some things just seem too good to be true. Sometimes our minds simply can't imagine believing in something that so defies logic, so defies the bounds of reality and possibility. Some would even say it's simply ridiculous to believe in something like that. Or, in other words, it's just too good to be true. 
Sometimes in a life filled with pain in which hopes are often rewarded with disappointments, it can be hard to believe in something that good. So many people, if not even many of us from time to time, have probably thought this way. It's so natural. It's so understandable to be skeptical, to doubt. And that's what makes the story of Thomas so relatable. On that same Easter day, after Mary Magdalene found the tomb empty, after Peter and another disciple then ran together to see it for themselves, and after Mary encountered Jesus herself and then went and announced to the disciples that she had seen him with her own eyes, not that they believed her, after the sequence, we hear that the disciples were, were all gathered together in a house. All the doors were locked, and then somehow... Some way, Jesus appears before them and says first before anything else, peace be with you. Everything about this moment, even how Jesus got into the room, defies logic. But there he stands before them. The same Jesus with the same wounded body, yet now somehow different, able to appear and disappear at will. And he tells them, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. And he breathes on them and gives them the Holy Spirit, sending them into the world to continue God's redeeming work, sharing the good news of salvation, loving and forgiving others as God loved and forgave them and us, all so good and wonderful and amazing that you almost have to see it to believe it. And that was precisely Thomas's problem. As we just heard, poor Thomas was not with the other disciples when Jesus appeared to them. He missed the whole thing. So they told him. They told him about the miraculous encounter, how Jesus was back from the dead and how they had seen him with their own eyes. Amazing. But despite their testimony, the testimony of all the other disciples, Thomas replies, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Can you blame him? Despite his trust in Jesus, despite his trust in his friends, it was all just too good to be true. And how easy it is for me and maybe you also, to be like Thomas. Easy because, like Thomas, we can so easily doubt what we hear, doubt what even others who we trust profess and to experience and believe, to doubt what seems just too good to be true. 
Then as we hear, Jesus in the flesh appears before Thomas along with the other disciples and actually invites him to see and to touch his hands and his side and to believe. But the passage doesn't say whether he did or didn't. Maybe he did put his hand in his side, or maybe he didn't. But the absence is interesting. Perhaps at the mere sight and sound of Jesus before him, that was enough for Thomas to exclaim, My Lord and my God. As sure and confident a statement of belief as you will ever find. No longer a doubting Thomas, but a believing Thomas. And like Thomas, even in our doubts, Jesus comes to us in all manner and ways and invites us into deeper faith and belief and invites us to exclaim those same words, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus says, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. And that may be the biggest difference between Thomas and us. Thomas was among those few who saw the risen Christ with his own eyes. His doubt jolted out of him by the sight of what was otherwise impossible. But what about us? What about us who have not seen the risen Christ yet with our own eyes and yet are called to believe? That sounds like a tall order. But while we have plenty of experience to draw on, we, we have plenty of experience to draw on ourselves. The many written testaments of God's saving work for us throughout history, including Thomas's own testimony here today. The long, rich history of Christian action and tradition passed from generation to generation through preachers and teachers, poets and musicians and ministers of every kind. God's Ongoing work among us by the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit given to us in baptism, just as it will be given to Mackie in a few short moments. That Spirit through which so many saints, living and dead, have shared in feeding the hungry and healing the sick, forgiving sinners and reconciling offenses in all manner of proclaiming the good news in word and action here and everywhere. And through it all, a promise. A promise that we will, all of us, see the risen Christ for ourselves face to face, just like Thomas. A promise that we too will be resurrected from the dead. A promise of new life that gives us hope in this life, hope that endures through even life's hardest moments of communal hardships like pandemics and wars, of personal hardships like illness and loss. Hope that no matter what, Christ has died, Christ is risen, 
Christ will come again. It's all such good news that many of us may wonder, is it all just too good to be true? Sometimes, to our logical minds, when something seems impossible, sometimes in a life filled with pain where hopes have been rewarded with disappointments, it can be hard to believe in something that good. And as the phrase goes, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Your dream of becoming a celebrity, of discovering a royal inheritance, of your favorite team, maybe even Carolina, winning the championship, or some other great pipe dream, such hopes and dreams may be too good to be true, but not always. Not today. Because what was true on Easter Day remains true now and forever. Christ is risen. And despite however many reasonable doubts and questions you may have, Jesus still comes to us in all manner of ways. And Jesus tells us that it's true. Believe it. Really believe it and live like it. Because as John writes, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name.